Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's roll. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Redson. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We're also on the clock. We've got uh, not just a busy, but a stacked Friday night uh, tonight. TGIF, uh, baby, and Urkel is not included, uh, but we've got not one, not two, not three, but four college football games on tap. We've got the World Series, UFC 254 from Fight Island. On Saturday, we're breaking it all down. Of course, uh, it's hard to believe, Cam. It's already week seven of the National <laughs> Football League, isn't it? Crazy, like man. week no, seven. You're right. Like we're we're nearly halfway through the season already. Yeah, if you were to tell me, like just off the top of my head, it feels like week four. Like I can't believe we're already at week seven. You're right. Like this thing is flying by. Uh, we got some good news to, though today, Gabe. I thought there there could be some problems with the COVID with the Raiders. They got through that. They've already flexed the Seattle game. A lot of uh, big time injury news though coming up too. We'll talk about that. Michael Thomas for the Saints. Emmanuel Sanders tested positive for COVID. Man, the Saints are really going to be. Uh, on a short leash with the receiving core going up against the feisty Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Theme of the year this year in the National Football League. Injuries, 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 and more yep. uh, injuries. Every team has to deal with it. Every team has to deal uh, with the COVID situation. Uh, that is, of course, except the Tennessee Titans, who just play by <laughs> their own rules. <laughs> they don't right. have to worry about it. Uh, they, they just that's they, right. They're good. They, they, them and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, what? What? what, 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 what I didn't know. Didn't know the park was closed. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just broke into this guy's house. Hey, hey, Leftwich, are you home? <laughs> I'm with you. Remember? Oh, yeah. Here, here. Let, let's cue the tape. Two weeks ago, Roger Gooda. Oh, we're going to come down hard on these teams who violate COVID protocols. Next story. Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys are in big trouble. Next story. Oh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, they might face whatever. I. To this day, Gabe, they have not even given up. A, they haven't even been uh, 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 like given a fine, right? Remember, they're talking, oh, draft picks, this, that, the other. Like, come on, what a joke. Ongoing what? investigation. 
on yeah, ongoing yes. investigation. <laughs> um, so Cousin Sal is going to step up, and then we'll talk NFL football with Cousin Sal as we do every Friday. Joey Odessa steps up and in. UFC 254, we've got a great one. We've got a great fighter, one of the greatest fighters of all time, Khabib, 28-0. Puts his perfect 28-0 mark on the line against Justin Gaethje, of course, who's just an absolute stone-cold killer. Uh, It's going to be a great fight. Uh, Khabib is a monster favorite. We'll break it down. We'll see uh, what Joey thinks about it. We'll take a look at the uh, the undercard, the prelims uh, as well, the props. Of course, we've got the World Series. It's game three. Uh, this evening, a pivotal uh, game three at that. Walker Bueller uh, goes for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, tonight. And this is where the gamble, we'll see if it pays off for Dave Roberts. As Dave Roberts threw out Gonsolin and May and sort of rolled the dice with a, a you know, a, a spot start, uh, you know, situation in game two. So he wouldn't have to do that as the series goes on. So now it's up to Walker Bueller to deliver. Uh, tonight, but as good as Kershaw is, Bueller's their best pitcher. It's all about that blister and how long he can stay in the baseball game. But when he's in the game, he's been absolutely dominant in the playoffs, Ken. Bueller's been great uh, in the playoffs. Current number right now, Los Angeles Dodgers, minus 152. The Tampa Bay Rays with Charlie Morton, who incidentally beat the Dodgers in game seven a couple of years ago. Charlie Morton's also been great. Morton's plus 132. The total is seven and a half. We're going to welcome our radio affiliates uh, to the party in a couple of uh, seconds uh, here and continue to break down this game and more. Shout out to our radio affiliates. Uh, you are listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzo. We're kicking on the radio. Randy Cam Stewart. Joey Odessa is going to step up and in. A longtime UFC uh, odds maker, handicapper, now podcaster. Does a great job on the podcast. Follow the action with JBL. That's right. The, that's JBL. The JBL. Bradshaw, uh, the coach, too. Uh, Jonathan Coachman. I don't know how Joey Odessa ended up hooking up with Bradshaw, the coach, and the Philly Godfather right there. Uh, it's a great posse. They got a great, uh, great crew. They got a great yes. crew. Follow the action. The podcast. So Joey Odessa will join us um, in, in a couple of minutes. Cousin Sal's going to step up and in. We're talking MMA with Joey. We're talking NFL football with Cousin Sal. Maybe Sal has an opinion on the World Series game uh, tonight. Dodgers currently minus 152. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays are plus 132. The over-under is 7.5. The first two games went over the number. And you know, Cam, I'm not much of an over-better when it comes to baseball, but even I bet the over of game two. Yet tonight, uh, the word on the street is... Everybody likes the under uh, in this game. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everyone, oh, yeah, you got Bueller, you got Morton. Uh, totals at seven and a half right now. And I got to tell you, I'm part of the, uh, part of the, um, the public um, opinion on this. It, this does feel like a lower scoring game tonight uh, to me, Ken. It does. It's hard to pull the trigger at seven and a half because if there's any type of hiccup and the bullpens come in, then it's up in the air because both of these teams, what do they do best? Tampa Bay home runs, Dodgers home runs. That's why they're here. Um, the Dodgers are a little bit deeper and they could string runs together. But I'll tell you, Gabe, uh, seven and a half with these guys, if they go deep, 
Would it shock you if it was like a one nothing game going into the sixth or seventh? No, it wouldn't really. Uh, Morton's a stud, and, and Bueller's been absolute lights out. It's got one of those games that I think you could find uh, value with both sides. You're like, wow, I only got to lay 50 cents with the Dodgers with a murderer's row that they have, and you're getting a beautiful plus 130 with the Rays team with a great pitcher as well. It's, uh, it's a good number. It's a very, very tough game tonight. Yeah, we'll break down Walker Bueller's numbers and Charlie Morton's numbers, but we can tell you, as far as Bueller is concerned, he's had four postseason starts, and uh, all four games went under the number. There hadn't, there hasn't been more than six runs scored in the four games that Walker Bueller pitched in for one reason or another in the postseason. Game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, kicking it with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. It's Friday, and the countdown is on. It's a great Friday at that. And I did an ESPN radio hit earlier in the day, and I was talking about how my favorite time of the sports year is usually the end of September. I'm not saying it's my most profitable time of the year, but I'm saying it's my favorite time of the sports year. Baseball playoffs, NFL football, college football, football, NBA around the corner, college basketball. It's just a great time. And I also love uh, the spring. I'm a big NBA playoffs guy. Yes. You know, the, the, the first Saturday of May and all that. The, oh, the Kentucky Derby. And, and there's always a boxing match and a UFC and the NBA. And I'm a big fan of that. But the, all the calendars have been thrown out of whack. Yet all the worlds are colliding. Like, honestly, this is the biggest Friday that we've had in years. And we haven't had a Friday like this. You got a World Series game, a massive World Series game, a game three. It's not like, oh, it's a World Series game and it's three games to none and we all know who's going to win. No, it's a great series. We're tied at one. We got a massive game three uh, this evening. The Big Ten is back. Uh, yes. Big Ten football uh, kicks off uh, this evening. We got Illinois and uh, Wisconsin, which is a cool uh, football game. Last year, Illinois beat them as 29 point underdogs. 29 point mm. underdogs. Uh, it was up to 20 and a half uh, at last time uh, we checked. We've got so Big Ten kicks off uh, tonight. More Big Ten football this weekend. Uh, we've got the UFC in Khabib. Uh, we've got NFL Week 7 uh, already. 
A lot of good things going on this weekend for the sports better. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. <clears throat> I can't wait for tonight, Gabe. Uh, we have some early action, too, because I know you're not like a regular guy. Me and you are different than a lot of people here. Like Everyone's like, oh, Jacksonville State and FIU? Well, yeah, it's up at 7 o'clock. We're playing the game. We've already put a bet in, and uh, the boys tell me oh, they boy. got sound effects for this one, too. So oh, we're ready boy. to rock. Yeah, we're ready oh, to roll. Yeah. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, did, did you take the underdog? <laughs> Yes, yes, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. I told you, Roosters, Chanticleers, and Gamecocks, friends. <laughs> yeah, they're getting ten. Oh and a boy, half. Yeah, we're on um, we're on opposite sides, and you know what? Oh no, you're on the Panthers. Good job. Oh god, good job, uh, good job, uh, Parker. But can we get a Panther now, please? No, because I'm on the Panthers. Oh, oh, geez, that Panther sounds mean. You know what that is, Cam? Can I get that Panther yeah. again, please? Thank you. Can I hear me? Oh. You know what that Panther is? That's a Florida Panther. That yeah. Panther, Cam, that Panther's oh, yeah. all high on basalts. He's all whacked out right now. Yeah. He's a and, meth um, Panther. Yeah, he's, he's a meth. He's a crap <laughs> basalt Panther. Uh, he's, he's mean. He's mean. FIU, baby. FIU. Yeah, we're on opposite sides. It's down yeah. to nine and a half right now. We're gonna uh, we're gonna lay the nine and a half. It's not my uh, best bet of the night, uh, but no, uh, small yeah, play. Right. Small game, play. That game's at seven o'clock Eastern. That's the first game up uh, tonight. I'm actually interested in this Tulsa South Florida Bowl game as well this evening. Uh, you know, uh, Tulsa coming off a big win from a couple of weeks ago against Central Florida, and you look at Tulsa actually. Um, they only played two games, but in week one, yeah. they were like 23.5-point underdogs against a very good Oklahoma State team. They only lost 16-7. They were yep. in that game. Um, then they're big home dogs to Central Florida. They're down 16 nothing. They actually come back and win the game outright. So there's a lot of buzz about Tulsa right now. And Tulsa's offense is very efficient, good offense. They've usually had good offenses over the years, but they've got a very good offense this year. But with that being stated, and I get it, South Florida have really, um, you know, they're not the same program that they were years ago, Cam. I can't be laying double digits with Tulsa on the road, bro. Like, yeah. I, I, even if it was the Citadel, at Citadel, I'd be like, I don't know, should Tulsa be double digit favorite? <laughs> Man, South Florida <laughs> played with Temple, bro, 39 37. All right, like yeah, uh, South did. Florida's uh, offense, McLeod's starting to move the ball a little bit right now. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but, you know, we got the World Series as we were talking about Morton. Uh, Morton and uh, and Bueller uh, tonight. And as we were talking about going into the break, uh, Cam, uh, all four games that Bueller uh, pitched in for the Dodgers in the playoffs uh, stayed under the number. They never topped six runs uh, in the game. And I don't know, it's, it's one of those weird deals where you see when the better pitcher is on the hill, for some reason, there's less run support. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. It, it just, just is. It's yep. like, all right, well, Bueller's on the hill, so the Dodgers only scored three tonight. I don't know. Yep. Like, I don't know if it's some. Yeah, I don't know. I can't believe that it's well. We don't need to score. It just happens this way. It just <laughs> it's is. the worst. Like, it's the worst I mean? with the Mets. Yeah, Trevor Bauer. Like uh, he's been terrorized with that stuff. Yes, like Bauer's pitched like eight innings of one run ball, and his team gets shut out. Right? Like yep. it's just Kershaw's been cursed like that. Like a, a ton of aces. It happens to the Degrom. I'll never forget. So the guy oh, gives the up the zero, runs, <laughs> zero runs, one run. 
What happens? Steven Matz comes in. They get eight, seven, nine. I'm like, what the hell are you? Why? So you guys just wake up for Steven Matz, and when DeGrom is giving you a no-hitter going into the seventh? I'm sorry, scoreless. They take him out of the game, and they lose. Oh, it's ridiculous. DeGrom's, DeGrom gets screwed out of like six to eight wins a year on that team. Oh, yeah, That's for sure. DeGrom is. Like, if he was on a team that actually would score – you know, people look on oh, DeGrom, he only won 14 games. Yeah, the guy got screwed 10 times. Exactly. Right? Like, literally. Like, they blew the lead that he, you know, it's like time and time again, or they don't score. Uh, but uh, so Walker Bueller's been real good, though, um, in the playoffs. So Bueller's uh, pitched in four games, guys. In four appearances, he's only given up 15 hits. Um, he's worked 19 innings. That's the problem right there. So four, four starts, 19 innings. That's averaging less than five innings a start right there. Yeah. That's a problem. If you're an ace, you've got to give you, especially in the World Series and in the playoffs. you got to, you know, Bueller tonight, it's the World Series, bro. And I know this isn't an instance where it's like just suck it up. It's a literal problem where you can't grip the baseball properly, right? Yeah. So, it, but the thing is, and John Schmoltz is just so good at what he does, man. Like, I, I love, love listening John to John Schmoltz. The real he's like, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Just it, the guy's been there. He's done that. Great pitcher, but he really uh, teaches you so much. And he was talking about Bueller, and he said Bueller's basically figured out now which pitches. There's he's got like three pitches he can use, Cam, where yeah. the blister's not a problem, and he's got a couple of pitches where the blister's a problem for him, but. He can throw it still, but not more than like 10, 15 times type of thing. Yep. So he'll sort of mix it in. All right, I'll, this is going to hurt, but I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Um, yep. But John Schmoltz pointed it out, and Schmoltz was talking about how he had blisters, and Schmoltz noticed, like, was pointing out the data and the difference, and his pitches aren't as sharp that when, he, when he's going to the blister pitch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so then, therefore, he's still great. But it's limiting his arsenal a little bit now, and the Rays know this. But the problem is, you might know what's coming with Bueller, but you still ain't going to hit it. And That's all you need thing. to know, guys, he struck out 29 batters, Cam. 29 batters in 19 innings. He's been pretty dominant. He's got an ERA of 1.89 uh, in the Amazing. postseason. Uh, his strikeout prop is 7.5. Uh, Charlie Morton's strikeout prop is 5.5. And, and, man, Morton... Morton's just a big game pitcher. You've talked about you talked about him last time through the rotation when he pitched. Yep. Charlie Morton, guys, is seven and two. Seven and two in his last 12 playoff starts. Like, you know how hard like, impressive that is? Yes. Seven and yes, two in yes, the playoffs. Yes, like the, exactly. in the World Series games. And like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's seven and two. Like he started 12 times. He's lost twice. He's money. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's got a 2.84 ERA, 1.16 uh, in his 12 uh, playoff uh, starts. Of course, and he beat the Dodgers. He beat the Dodgers in game seven. Mm-hmm. So the Dodgers don't get a chance of redemption against the Astros, but they kind of do tonight, Cam, because it's Morton who was on the Astros. So everything yep. comes full circle here a little bit. Both great pitchers. I really want to take the under in the first five innings, Cam, but it's three and a half. Too Man, low. I'd really like a four and a half or a five. Yes. <laughs> so would I. And you want a six-rock curling teaser, but I'm sorry. We're not offering it. No, I, I, three and a half is one of those numbers. Think four. about it, Gabe. Give me a yeah, four. You, I would have even at four? four? Oh, I agree. At four, you, t- you get a push. I have no problem with that. But three and a half? 
three to one game. Like that's a little mistakes. Yeah, it's just sorry. That's just a little too low. All right, we're gonna step Wait into the it. octagon coming up next. Joey Odessa joins. Sports grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time! Time! Uh, Fight Island. And uh, we have one of the uh, the greatest fighters of all time stepping into the octagon. And we have one of the greatest UFC handicappers of all time stepping into our octagon right now. We follow the action. Um, great podcast. Wherever you uh, subscribe to your favorite uh, podcast, definitely subscribe to follow the action uh, with Bradshaw, the Philly godfather, the coach, and, of course, Joey Odessa, who steps up. And then what's going on, Joey? How you doing? What's up, G? What's up, Cam? How's it going? I'm good, Joey. I'm good. Doing good. Um, I'm excited for this card. I'm excited for this weekend of sports. College football, the Big Ten is back. Week 7, NFL, UFC 254. And I always enjoy watching Khabib fight. And I always enjoy watching Justin Gaethje fight as well. The guy is a human uh, walking violence uh, maker. Um, so, you know, for people tuning in right now that aren't quite, you know, fully, you know, hardcore fans of this sport, just for the record, uh, Khabib's record, 28 no guys. 28, it should be 29 and 0 because he beat a bear once when he was a kid. Uh, but 28, <laughs> 28 no. <laughs> yep. He, he should did. be credited for two wins against Connor. I agree. Connor I, his mouth so much as well. But Khabib, 28, 28 no. Longest active uh, win streak among UFC fighters. 11 fight UFC winning streak. The lightweight title is the longest active streak. 12-fight UFC winning streak, longest active uh, streak in the company. Only one of two uh, fighters in UFC history to win 12 straight fights. The only other fighter to do this, Anderson Silva. Silva. Uh, you know, we, we could go on, man. The guy is just, uh, he's great. He's ruthless. And uh, he gets a guy in Justin Gaethje, though, that, you know, looking to knock his head off and looking to knock everybody's head off every time he steps into an octagon. Uh, talk to me about the fight, Joey. 
Well, I mean, it's funny because Khabib, just like John Jones, was an underdog in his first UFC fight against Shalaris. He was an underdog in his second fight against Tybal. But you see, a lot of these guys that, you know, turn out to be really exceptionally good, you know, people, it takes people a while to warm up to them and, and their style of fighting and, and to realize how dominant they really are. I mean, we saw it happen with Kane. Naturally, we Cain Velasquez. We saw it happen with John Jones. You know, when they went on that run, and Khabib here. I mean, Gaethje. Gaethje was in the World Series of Fighting before. You know, prior to the UFC. So when he came into the UFC, people already knew who he was. You know what I mean? And he was always better than like a two to one favorite in the World Series of Fighting. But this weekend, I mean, look, he's in with who I think is argue. I think that Khabib is the best mixed martial artist that I've seen. Maybe in history, I mean, he's that good. Definitely in the UFC. You know, I mean, I, I compare him to some yeah. guys. You know, I look at guys like Sakuraba when he was in this prime. And, you know, I don't know. Khabib is the whole package. I mean, he showed versus Connor, he can stand and strike. And versus Poirier, too. I mean, remember when Dustin, Dustin went back to his corner after one of those rounds. And it was, I mean, I they, they, they zoomed in on the corner. He's like, Jesus Christ, I can't get this guy off of me. I mean, he just... <laughs> you know, he just like snatched the, snatched the soul out of him. It was, I mean, it was a great thing to hear. I was like, wow, you know, you know, press up the in progress bets on Khabib. But I mean, that's what he's like. He gets on you, and you know, they asked him the difference between uh, Dagestani wrestling and and wrestling in the USA. And I, you know, following wrestling as much as I do, I expected them to maybe go through and contrast the styles between freestyle and folk style, which is only wrestled in the United States. But he didn't. He's like, in Dagestan, he goes, you know, he goes, I will shoot for that takedown 100 times until I get it. <laughs> and I will keep on shooting and keep on yeah. shooting. And it was, you know, it was kind of, you know, to hear it, I'm like, wow, it's kind of a an odd game plan, you would think. But for him, it works. I mean, he just, he gets on you and he's persistent. Once he gets on top, you know, once he gets you down, he just wraps his legs, you know, he wraps his legs around you and he just works his way up you. And it's just so effective. And I mean, look, he's 28 no. He's beating some really, really good fighters in the process. I mean, this was no cakewalk for him. I mean, Gaethje's in here, you know, Gaethje's got the loss to uh Gaethje lost to Poirier, who who Connor beat. Gaethje's got another loss to uh, to Eddie Alvarez, right? But and and he beat Ferguson. People thought that Ferguson, remember? All the everybody talking about Ferguson. And you know, props mm -hmm. to Ferguson, he really good fighter. And Gaethje went out there as as an underdog and beat him. And now he's in the, you know, now he's in the fight of his life, which is, you know, Dana says this is like the biggest pay-per-view or one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time. I think it might be the most anticipated one in a while, but it's tough for me to understand, like, how are they going to sell so many pay-per-views at two o'clock in the afternoon? I mean, not to get off subject, but this is, this is going on, you know, in, in Dubai, at like 10 p.m. or whatever, but it's the main card here is at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, Eastern time. And the undercard starts at 10.30 a.m. It's, uh, you know, it's unusual. Very unusual. Joey Odessa uh, kicking it uh, with us. So, uh, Joey, uh, Khabib's minus 330 right now at FanDuel. Will the fight go the distance? 25 minutes, plus 190. How do you see this, uh, how do you see this uh, fight playing out? There was a lot of talk about Justin Gaethje's gas tank and how, you know, he wouldn't be able to keep up that pace and tempo. Uh, of Tony Ferguson, and Tony Ferguson can fight all day and all that type of stuff. Gaethje really didn't run out of um, energy. You know what I mean? He, you know, there was a brief pause, like mid-second round, third round there, but he really did it. You know, his his tank was deeper than people gave him credit for, but 
Khabib is a different breed, and he's just so relentless. A good, um, I heard someone describe uh, Khabib was actually um, um, somebody that um, played basketball against him. And he said, man, he goes, that guy, he goes, that guy's relentless. There's a video we talked about it of Khabib. They brought in a college basketball player to play against Khabib and his buddies in basketball, the style. And he goes, man, on the floor, he goes, he goes, Khabib was the, I was the honey and Khabib is the bee. And he brought up the word relentless, even on a basketball court. He said, man, that guy's relentless. And the same thing, he just sort of wears on you. But how long does this fight go, Joey? You know, I would have, I would think that it goes under. You know, I think Gaethje, I, you know, once Gaethje gets frustrated and exhausts his method. Look, if Gaethje wins this fight, it's going to be quick. You know, he's going to catch Khabib. Uh, you know, with a big shot. I won't say catch him because, I mean, the shot lands, but, you know, he's going to yeah. have to hurt Khabib to win this fight. And I think that it would go under in that in that instance. But I also think that Khabib will stop him late. I mean, I'd probably go over two and a half, under four and a half. I mean, I'm not going to do that because the juice is ridiculous on it. But if I had to bet it, I would bet it under. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, at some point half, Khabib will and, yeah. you, and you like know what, Gaethje, Gaethje's a great wrestler. I mean, he's got 18, 18 stoppages in his fights, 18 TKOs. He never wrestles, though. But, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen if Khabib does get him down. He might not be able to hold Gaethje down. Gaethje was a, a Division One All-American for, I guess, Northern Colorado back in the day. He was a four-time state finalist, two-time champ in Arizona, I guess it was. So, so he's tough, man. You know, if he resorts back to his wrestling, this could be a little, uh, you know, it could be a little tougher for Khabib to get him down. But I still think Khabib will get him to the canvas and, you know, and do his thing. Uh, submission win is plus 180. Uh, Khabib to win. Uh, how just fight end uh, via submission is 180. But method of victory for Khabib. Uh, Khabib by KO, DKO plus 380. Khabib uh, by decision plus 250. Khabib by submission plus 195. Yeah. We talked about it earlier in the week. I think the submission would be the way to go. All right, so I'm really looking forward to this fight, Joey. But um, in conclusion, and let's move on to some of the other ones. We've only got a couple of minutes left. In conclusion, how are you betting this fight? Um, how are you going to approach this? Khabib inside the distance. Khabib via knockout submission. You parlaying him. How are you approaching Khabib? Khabib straight. I mean, I, I I preach on these shows not to corner your, you know, not to corner yourself with an exact method because so much. I mean, referee could step in there and and just you don't know what you're getting with these referees and officials. But I know what I'm getting with Khabib. I'm getting a, a guy that's going out there and he's going to do whatever's necessary to win this fight. If it means going five rounds and maybe not putting himself in harm's way with Gaethje. You know, it can happen. You know, I just, I'm just saying that I bet Khabib. I think Khabib wins his fight, minus 300, minus 330. The line's dropping a little bit. Preview shows must be doing their jobs. Um, but I, I don't see Khabib losing this fight. I can't believe uh, I have to talk wow. about this guy again, Joey, because here it comes. My boy. My boy, the sky straight, the skyscraper. What a resilient, what a resilient kid this is, Joey. Uh, he's outlasted everybody. He never wins, but he's outlasting people. All kidding aside, we'll get to Stefan Struve in a minute. Um, we'll get to Struve in a minute. What about, uh, about Whitaker and uh, and Canyon here? Here, what do you think about this fight? Ah, uh, speed versus power. Uh, you know, Whitaker, look, I, I, I was impressed with Whitaker. I mean, sure, he laid an egg against Adesanya, but everybody does. Uh, this Conier, you know, he's lost too, uh, you know, maybe too much too soon to, to, to Shara, who 
I think Teixeira was a little, you know, Teixeira's a little bit on the decline now, so it's hard to really gauge it. But uh, I, I think, you know, I got to I gotta like Whitaker here. Um, you know, I think Whitaker wins the fight. I, you know, I'm surprised by the line. Again, I just, I, yeah, I think speed over power. I just, I think Conor wins the or, uh Wow, Freudian slip, right? I think Whitaker wins the fight. <laughs> yeah. Cam, your boy, smiling Sam Alvey. Smiling <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Yeah. He's in tough. He's in tough. Oh, he's yeah, he's, Korean, kid. he's gonna get killed. He's was he a three to one dog? He's gonna get murdered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't nine, know. If he's get murdered, but that, but that the junk. That young, he, uh, I mean, he, he worked. He, you know, he put it on that Mike Rodriguez. That kid out of his aunt's camp. It's the only guy to stop Rodriguez by knockout. You know, I, I think the Jung wins there. A lot of these three to one favorites. You know, they, I'm pretty comfortable laying them. And the Jung's one. Right, Joey. Time always flies when you're on with us. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe yeah. to Joey's podcast. We got less than thirty seconds, Joey. So Struve and uh, Tuavasa. I don't know. You almost got to bet against Struve, don't we? <laughs> you got. I mean. He went from contender to, to to fade, but yeah, I would say uh, I I don't like the fight. I think Tuivasa catches him at some point. Uh, you know what, Casey Kenny, I like Casey Kenny on this undercard. Okay. Um, it's again in against Nathaniel Wood. Who else do I Follow like? Follow the here? action. Thanks, Goliath. All right, have a good one, guys. Thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Soundgarden. <laughs> 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 right, uh, decision uh, continues. Yeah, it's going to be pretty quick uh, off the gate yep. uh, there. Uh, so um, thanks to Joey Odessa for joining us, talking to UFC 254. We look forward to this card. Let's get down to business. Me and Cam were talking about it. Uh, cousin Sal steps up and in. Sal, it's always yep. a pleasure, my man. How you doing? What's up? What's up, fellas? You know, Sal, I was bringing it up earlier, and none of us are getting any younger uh, here, Sal. So, you know, as we get older, time goes by quicker. People, like, you know, I always want to punch someone in the face when they say they're bored. Because for me, the clock just <laughs> is ticking, like, you know, double, double yes. time. I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe it's seven. I can't believe it's yet. And I'm like, I can't believe time goes by so fast. But, you know, I think symbolically this year it's even crazier. Like, honestly, I cannot believe it's week seven already, Sal. It just feels weird saying it. I'm like, wow, is it really week six? It's week eight of college this week. <laughs> yeah, and, and once we got through March and April and the no sports and betting on, like, uh, the camel racing and nonsense like that, now that the sports overlap, there's, like, three going on. The weeks, the weeks actually themselves, Monday through Friday, go back real fast, and then, of course, the weekends pop up. Yeah, it's insane that we're almost halfway through the NFL in, like, a week or two. All right, so before we get to uh, before we get to the games, uh, last night New York Giants and uh, Philadelphia Eagles stays under the number. Uh, Sal, I know you had the over this game, and I knew they were going to miss that la- the second time. But yeah. for the love of God, I've said it before, bro. 
Frank Reich was the brains of that operation. And I said this last yes. night on my radio show, and I didn't plan any hot take or anything, but I went through every Super Bowl winning head coach. I believe Doug Peterson's the worst head coach ever to win a Super Bowl. That's my hot take, Sal. He sucks. We got <laughs> screwed last night hard. And then worse, you go for two. There's a penalty. Like, after the touchdown, there was a penalty. So the ball gets moved to the one-yard line, and you set up Carson Wentz in the shotgun and run his sorry ass. Dude, I yeah. was going to snap, Sal. And then they missed the second. They bring in Jalen Hurts. I was like, yeah, you guys are just trying to miss. Like, if, if they bet the under, they could not have done a better job of keeping that game under. <laughs> and another thing, how do you miss a 29-yard field goal, Sal? I kicked longer than 29s in high school. That's fact. <laughs> I was the kicker because I played soccer. Well, I don't know how you guys are, but if I have over 43 and a half and the team scores to get to 43, I, I must be like over a hundred to get that two point conversion if I need it. And by the way, I didn't even think they could have gone for two. I might be crazy, but you could take the penalty on the kickoff there, which moves it to just about, you know, like midfield. Then you could try an onside kick earlier or something. It doesn't really matter. They scored in one. Uh, as it turned out, uh, the Eagles did. But yeah, you can't even. Con- uh, con- I don't think you're far off with Peterson being the worst uh, Super Bowl winning head coach of all time. Right in there. I'd have to look at it. If you go top. through the list. Yeah, if you yeah. go through the list, like, through the and list. really, not, not as many coaches have won Super Bowls as you think. Like, Billichek's hoarded a lot of them. Billichek's won six. Chuck Nolan won a bunch. Tom Landry. Yeah, yeah Joe yep. Gibbs. Like, you go down the list, there's a couple of one-offs, but who's better, like John Harbaugh or Peterson? Harbaugh. Uh, you know, Harbaugh. Weeb Eubank. We go back to Weeb Eubank and the Jets, you know, and the miracle, the the, the, the guarantee. But, <laughs> right. like, Peterson's there, bro. <clears throat> yeah, like, he really is. All right, so let's keep it in the NFC Least Division because I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, Dallas at Washington. Talk to me, Sal. Dallas uh, at Washington. And you know what's crazy, guys? Every game in this train wreck of a division is actually a big game. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, it's a big game, man, for both teams. <laughs> yeah, well when, well, when the winner of the division is likely going to have six or seven wins or six, nine, and one or whatever the hell it is, I agree. Cowboys, so now they're a one-point favorite. It's been jumping around all week. Look, I'm a Cowboys fan. It was miserable to watch them Monday night. Every stat I throw at you for the Cowboys, you could throw at me for Washington. But Washington has trailed every game by double digits. They, they're, I just think when both teams are at their best, the Cowboys are the better team. And I will take Dallas just to keep pace, just to tease us a little more. Um, you know, you have Gregory coming back. That should help this awful, awful defense. Um, otherwise, Washington has trouble moving the ball, and I think Dallas wins this game. You taking the Cowboys, Cam? Damn right I am. I like going against narratives. Oh, the Cowboys are the worst team. You know the way it works. They'll have a big like feature on the day. Whatever they have the feature on in the pregame shows, you bet on the other team. All those knuckleheads go on one side of the thing. You go on the opposite side. Everyone's down on Dallas. I'm back on Dallas. It's not going to be easy, Gabe, but I think they get it done against Washington. I agree with you guys. Uh, I agree. Uh, Tennessee-Pittsburgh, guys, they came in a week, man. I mean, as far as just watching and the interest of this, time and time again, in my opinion, Tannehill and the Titans get disrespected. Three-and-a-half-point home underdogs against the Buffalo Bills. They smoke them. Ooh, they didn't practice. There's your narrative, Cam, that you're exactly right. Uh, They got blown up. Uh, Another narrative that gets blown up is that Ryan Tannehill isn't a great quarterback. The guy is 17-4 and in his last 21 starts. He started 21 times for the Titans. They won 17 of these games. He actually won games for the Dolphins as well. 
And he's not yes. just a game manager. He can make plays. Look at his quarterback rating. Look at his rating last year in the 10 games that he started. They're, you know, they're not getting respect. Again, to me, the Titans should be field goal favorites here. I get it, though. The Steelers are a public team. The Steelers have a great defense. What do you make of the game, Sal? Yeah, I mean, this number has jumped around, right? The Steelers started yeah. off as a favorite. Now, no new injuries. We have Devin Bush out of the Steelers. Huge, probably. Uh, Taylor Lewan for the Tennessee Titans. I think that's actually going to be bigger. That's going to loom large in this game. Tannehill, as you said, look, I'll eat crow. I thought he was done. I thought he was washed up. But his play action play plays, the uh, playbook is just second to none. He's phenomenal. It helps when you have the best running back in the game. You could freeze the linebackers yeah. on play action. But I think Luan being out is tough. I think the Steelers' defense will still pick it up. Tennessee's defense in the red zone is like 29th in the league, and that's where the Steelers usually struggle offensively. I kind of think they're going to outscore them. They have too many weapons on the offensive side. I think the Steelers pull this out. Well, Sal, uh, this is an interesting game, too. We talk about narratives. Oh, the Raiders, they got COVID, and that line steamed up. So this game was the Sunday Nighter versus Tampa Bay. It gets switched to the Seattle-Arizona hole. So we got another game in the afternoon there. The Raiders are now getting four and a half against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay looks great. You know things change week to week in the NFL, Sal, right? Look what they did to Green Bay. You know what I mean? It's like every week, but then they lose to Chicago. What do you think about the Raiders as a four-and-a-half-point home dog or the Bucks too hot? You know, I was all over the Raiders for this before all the COVID stuff happened. But if you have an entire offensive unit out in the offensive line, Trent Brown being the number one, uh, the kingpin right there, the linchpin, this is going to be trouble, I think, for the Raiders. I think four and a half yeah. might be a little light. Plus the fact that Gronk, this is now an earlier game. He can't stay out in Vegas Saturday night later than he would have, which is a blessing in disguise for Tampa Bay. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I thought, I mean, he could end up with Ken Jung in some ice chest somewhere in a hotel. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay, if this game actually plays, I think Tampa Bay wins by a touchdown. Yeah, there's some movie rights there, Sal. Def, def, yeah. You just you gave people the idea. All right, Gronk, Gronk, hangover, hangover <laughs> six. Yeah, yeah with Gronk. Uh, get, get Gronk so, I tell great. you what, Gronk looked good last week. Uh, he did. On the catch, but the juke move, I thought, you're speaking of eating crow, I thought this guy was done. I'm like, this guy can barely get Me out too. of bed, man. Like, I agree. He was scared to jump off the top rope at WrestleMania. And you right. think he's going to play in the NFL? And and I tell you though, he's starting to get healthier. And he, I guess he told he told Aaron Andrews, he goes, I'm telling you, I'm ready to start rocking and rolling. I know nobody believes it, but you'll see. And he goes, It took me, it's taken me a couple of months to get my body going, but nice yeah. moves and Brady trust I'm going to him. But speaking of Gronk and Brady, I want to talk, guys. I'm gonna drop some uh, some numbers on you guys right now. The Patriots haven't lost three games in a row in 18 years. Mm. Yeah, Patriots have been three games in a row since 2002. Patriots 11-0 straight up, 9-0 against the spread when not laying more than 10 points following consecutive losses. Bill Belichick is 31-3 against the spread in the regular season uh, <laughs> following a game in which off a loss and when he's not favored by more than uh, six points, including 4-0 against the spread without Tom Brady. This is yeah. the type of thing where... Where's my give – me, give me a blindfold here. I'm just going to cover my eyes. Here, take, take my money. Here's that. Taking the Patriots. Taking the yeah. Patriots. Why? I'm not getting in front of these numbers, guys. What do you think, Sal? 
I feel like it, just for those reasons, I think this is the fishiest line of the week, and I worry that the Patriots are the sucker bet. Of course it makes sense. San Francisco flying all the way west to east against Belichick, who just lost, and you got the protege against the uh, you know the teacher. Here we go. Jimmy G, what is he going to do? Is he going to light up Bill Belichick? But the fact that it's two and a half makes me think that someone knows something that we don't. I know that San Francisco moves the ball pretty well, third in the league in passing in the red zone. And then you have the Patriots, whoever they put behind the center, three passing touchdowns over the five or six weeks, whatever it is. That's not good. That's 27th in the league. Just takes them too long to score. I wonder if San Francisco's the pick, the upset here. Cam, what do you think? No, I'm I I yeah, I usually say, you know, Gabe, when you give me those uh statistics, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, you could take your trends and flush them down the toilet. But I'm with you. I think the Patriots rebound. I think Cam Newton shows up again. He was very pissed after that game. Bill Belichick, uh, he he knows Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Sal might be on the side is fishy, but I've already click, click, click. I'm on the Patriots. Just take him on the money line. Uh, throw this, uh, Cam. You're a Seahawk fan, but I'll throw it to Sal first, and then to you, Cam. Yeah. The Seahawks and Cards. We've got a great, uh, great um, sun- Sunday nighter. A fun football game. Seahawks laying three and a half on the road here. Sal, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I don't think you know. I, I, I saw what they did to my terrible Cowboys team, Arizona. Now they're in prime time again. But really, this is like. This is like Gabe wrestling the keys. He's drunk. He's wrestling the keys from the valet. And then he calls Dana White. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for a fight. Like, no, you beat the Cowboys. That's nothing. Russell Wilson is the MVP this year. By the way, Lockett, Metcalf, you look at them. They have four-plus touchdowns, 300-plus yards um, individually. No other duo has done that for a team. I think the Seahawks score a lot, and they beat Arizona, and Russell continues his uh, winning ways in prime time. Cam, is this the trap of the week that this game doesn't go over the number? Like that's I, what I was. One of the, yeah, like, no. Oh, how did, how is it not attract me? That I just can't help but think about that stupid six six game these teams played before. What's your take on yeah. that? It's different now, though, because, you know, Seattle's secondary is banged up, and they have to score points to win, right? Teams can score on them. Look what Minnesota did in that game. They just screwed up half a yard away from winning. Like, they can put up, you can put up points against this team. Arizona, there's a big question. Hopkins today, now listed as uh, questionable, right? If he doesn't play, if you like Seattle, bet it now at three, three and a half, because it'll go to like four and a half, five. Like, Hopkins not playing, that changes everything. Then you got to go to Kirk, Andy Isabella. Drake's been playing a lot better, Gabe, but I expect Seattle to squeak out a win. Like, I think it's going to be a real tight game, and they probably win by a field goal right around the number. Chandler Jones being out last week didn't matter. It will matter this week. Yes. That's the thing. It's one of those deals where, you know, people just saw Arizona on TV, and Arizona are really good one week, but they're not fully a consistent, fully operational machine yet, uh, this team. So, Styles, is there a game we didn't bring up that you're betting on this week in the NFL? Uh, well, I like Monday. I like the Bears to keep it going. I know we say they're full of crap. We know they're not as good as their record is, but I think they keep it close against the Rams uh, defensively. They're going to put Goff in a bad spot. And uh, you got a pick for Jacksonville State and FIU. Ah, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, kick, kick off is in seven minutes, Sal. Uh, let's cool. let's bet the over. Let's bet the over. They're in college deserves they need to give it back because there's no defense being played. Hey, we got the World Series. We got about 20 seconds. Any interest in the World Series game tonight? Yeah, Walker Bueller. He should have pitched game two. They would have gone out to a two nothing lead. I think he's going to be too much. If it gets in the bullpen, it's a different story. But I like the Dodgers. I like Mookie Betts to score a run and the Dodgers play. Get you plus money.
Cousin Sal, always love uh, yep. catching up with you every Friday. Sal, thanks for the time, my man. Good times, fellas. See you next week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, great first hour of the program. We're not done. Um, game type decisions will transition into in-game live, and then me and Cam will break down all of tonight's action. We'll get more into detail about the baseball game tonight, go through all the props, college football. We're on the clock. Got a game in a couple of minutes, and then at 7.30, Tulsa and uh, South Florida. 8 o'clock, the Big Ten is back, baby, and I'm excited. I'm a Big Ten guy. Let's do this thing. And when I say I'm a Big Ten guy, I did not go to a Big Ten school. I just bet on their schools. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm a big dog. Did you go to Michigan? No, I, I just no, bet on No, it. no. So I didn't go there. No. That's what I tell I went to Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> That's right, baby. Woo! Uh, Love it. Yeah, I, I spent a month there one day. Uh, <laughs> yes, you did. You and you and Roe. I love that old joke. I spent a I spent uh, I spent a month. There. I spent a month. Uh, spent a month there one week. Uh, exactly. It's a great great lines. But I love uh, it. So yeah, we got South Florida. We got Big Ten back tonight. But so a couple of minutes, Cam. Let's get down to business. You already put your play in. You took Jackson yep. State. Yeah, small play on Jacksonville State. Uh, I know they're an FBS school, but the thing is, too, Gabe, looking deeper into this game, this is going to be their last game of the season because you remember their conference is going to start up again after the new year. It'd be nice to get a, 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 a you know a big win. This team actually plays a lot of teams tough. Florida State, like the Jacksonville State's actually not as bad as everyone thinks. FIU obviously has more talent. They're a bigger school, but I'm going to take the 10 points uh, with the Gamecocks, Jacksonville State. You know you're a D-Gen where you got to keep scrolling and it's... Uh, yeah, it's called the, added uh, games. It's added yeah, game yeah. section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me and you. You know, you know we gamble. It's like, what? Is it on the board? Yes, just added games. <laughs> keep digging. Yeah, yeah, it's there under, uh, <laughs> under added games. Well, listen, I think, I think uh, Florida International are going to cover it. I think the game's going to go over the number. It's not my best bet of the night or anything. Uh, but I do think... I think they win by, you know, 10, 12 points type thing, 13 points. And I think it goes over, let's say the game, uh, you know, 40, uh, 30, 38, I don't know, 38, 27 or so. Ooh. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.